I'm Kate Daniels. Warren Lai is the Director of Clinical Services at Lifelong, a nonprofit organization that makes it their goal to support persons who are facing illness and injustice. It's such important and critical work, and to get a better insight into Lifelong, we need to speak with someone who has a big and long history with them, Warren Lai. Warren Lai, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great, because I uh, am excited as we wrap up Pride Month, so this seems like a very good time to have this conversation to talk about your work at Lifelong, what Lifelong does, and because it is Pride Weekend, I I think it's just a great uh, exclamation point on it. Absolutely, and I'm excited to talk about some of the things that uh, Lifelong does and some of the new things that are happening in uh, HIV services. Oh, absolutely important. And maybe within the context of that too, we may find a way or you can offer to us ways that we can support or, you know, play some kind of role with Lifelong. Absolutely. So Lifelong works with many, many volunteers uh, throughout the year, um, as well as taking donations for uh, our services um, and our programs. So uh, lifelong.org is where you can check out all of that, as well as looking into services uh, that we offer the community, including HIV testing. And I only just recently, in the having the opportunity to have this conversation with you, did I become aware of Lifelong, and I cannot believe that I'm mortified, really, that I've not been aware of it because the work that I see that you do is so wonderful, so great, and so important. And at least today, we're having this conversation where we're making more of the public aware of you. Absolutely. Great. Yeah, Lifelong has been in the community for 40 years, almost 40 years. Um, And uh, as long as the AIDS, HIV epidemic has been around and 40 years, in some ways, that seems like really that long. Yeah, and, right? yeah, it's unbelievable. It is, because actually, I can remember I had moved to this area, uh, uh, Puget Sound area, in the early 80s, and mm-hmm. so was aware kind of all of this beginning to surface and all the challenges and, um, uh, you know, so much of it really heartbreaking and gut-wrenching. And so that's what it was 40 years ago. In the meantime, and actually Lifelong began at that time, you say? Yeah, soon after that. It really was uh, born out of a community response. People got together to make meals for uh, friends and family that were in the hospital. Um, And this was at a time where that was really, there wasn't a lot of information. That was a brave act. Uh, Mm -hmm. They wanted to get food out to people. Um, and I think that that spirit of the community coming together is still one of the things that I find so amazing about the work that Lifelong does. I've been working there for 12 years, so uh, I really, really feel passionate about what Lifelong does and what they bring to the community and what a huge part of the community uh, Lifelong is. And part of that is uh, the volunteering. So many people in the Seattle area have been part of Lifelong for a long time. Um, and now we have offices uh, all the way up to uh, Bellingham and uh, in Snohomish County and Everett. So 
we are uh, we are serving folks all over the state. And so, do you have offices that go further south or over the mountains? Uh, Bellevue, just no. oh, okay. Yeah, which is this area? Well, there's always, of course, room to grow. There's yeah. always that need, right? Yeah. We work with uh, other community partners in okay. other areas, um, uh, depending on the need. So with the work that you do as Director of Clinical Services, which is huge because, of course, the health services, but the, it's bigger than just health, right? Or at least health covers a broad range of what uh, is being cared for. Absolutely. So it's it's all related to people having their best health. Um, we uh, worked in HIV and AIDS for a very long time, developed uh, some uh, programs and an approach that now we're hoping can be helpful to serve people battling other illnesses, disabilities, and health challenges. Um, we have medically tailored meals and nutrition services, housing, dental, an insurance program, um, and, uh, and ADS, which is our uh, services for aging and dis uh, disabled. So we're really, really focused on uh, all the things that support good health. In general, you say, so you've broadened beyond really focusing on uh, HIV in particular? Yeah, our, we have a very strong focus on HIV and always will. Um, but we've learned, uh, particularly with housing and our uh, food and nutrition services, that um, these are areas that can really, really uh, help other uh, disease states or folks suffering from other illnesses. So we are uh, sort of expanding in that way uh, to help more of the community. And when we think about it, it really makes sense. You can't just say, okay, we're just looking at this one slice of your life and the rest of it, well, it is whatever it is. We're integrated. We can't just separate that out. And we can see how it's also woven in where where you live, what kind of housing you have. And you actually have um, a, a history of working with those who have have been homeless, who are homeless. Absolutely. Um, so when somebody finds out they're HIV positive, it can have a great effect financially and on a lot of different areas of your life, especially until you have connected and have managed um, the illness with medication. So there's lots of different areas that, that can affect and housing has been one. And in this area, housing is a great issue for a lot of people. Uh, so it, it's definitely a focus, but we're really trying to put in all of the supports that you need to stay healthy. You need to have a stable place to live, to take medications and be proactive about your health. Oh, precisely. And certainly, I, I feel so strongly, whether it's HIV or it's someone dealing with mental illness and needs medication, that when you don't have a home 
to call home. You're out on the street. How easy is that? It's incredibly difficult to keep track of that, to get it, to keep it secure, right? Absolutely. I mean, we talk so much about stability um, and access to care and that type of thing. But I mean, what is more uh, stabilizing than having a place that you come back to, right? right? Sleeping in the same place every night and feeling safe there. Right. So lifelong helps with that. And is the, that's probably through a community partnership, is it? It's through quite a few community partnerships. So uh, Lifelong uh, has a, uh, a many different types of housing options for folks uh, that are through other uh, housing programs, and we support them. People come in, and uh, we place people in those uh, uh, spots. So along the lines of having the health challenges and having the housing challenges, then there's this other layer over which we have all the inequities, primarily, or or primarily, well, at least some around race and, and then coming to LGBTQ gender issues, uh, all of that factors in to make it even more challenging. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that's happened in the last few years is we we really believe that we have all of the tools to end AIDS um, and HIV in our state. Uh, there's PrEP, which is uh, medication that is taken when you uh, believe that you're at high risk, and it will prevent you from getting HIV. And then there's U equals U, which is uh, the idea that HIV-positive folks, when they take their medications, uh, their viral loads get to a point that they're um, untransmissible. So U equals U is um, uh, undetectable equals untransmissible through sex. So uh, those are our two sort of prevention pieces, which if they got to, everyone who would benefit from them could really lead to controlling the epidemic. Um, But what we're finding is um, the new infection rates have been pretty stable, and they're actually uh, not lowering as much as you would imagine with all of that at our disposal. And they're actually increasing in our Black and Latinx communities. So um, this is really concerning. Uh, it really seems like an issue of access to care, um, making sure that people know what's available to them. There's still so many of the old myths that surround HIV and AIDS and its treatment um, that seem like they are all the way back to the 80s and 90s. Um, and, you know, it isn't a topic that is out there as much as it was during that time. So a lot of the information that people have is stuck in the past. Um, And even then, it was um, really born out of a lot of uh, stigma and misinformation. And so now, stigma, I think, is probably still there, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And that's something that we as an organization are working to fight all the time because stigma can stop people from even wanting to know their status, even discussing with 
um, their doctor concerns that they have about their risk. So on that point, if if there's cons- that concern, if people come to you and you refer them to clinicians, to doctors, to medical services, can they then just feel uh, more comfortable uh, relax that they don't have to be concerned that they're going to be well welcomed understood absolutely so um, it, at, at lifelong the relationship is such a key piece and so much of the work that we do is relationship based we have medical case managers we have prep navigators Um, and our housing case managers that are walking with people through these systems that uh, may or may not have benefited them in the past. So we're saying, well, let us navigate this with you. And I I mean, sure, insurance gets so very complicated. Mm -hmm. And it can be even more complicated when you have uh, HIV or other chronic conditions that make it... uh, so you're having, you know, lots and lots of dealings with insurance and with pharmacies and all of that. So it's really nice to have someone by your side um, that has some information and that can help get through all of that. Especially when you are dealing with a health issue and it may be just really impacting how you can think and how you can move to have someone then be a companion i i, I can't think of anything that's uh, just a more beautiful gift absolutely um just having someone call and check in on you um see what has been going on and what your your thoughts are and you know we found uh it is one thing that is, you know, in the last 12 years since I've been at Lifelong, uh, our population is healthier um, and living much, much longer, which means that uh, they're having more of the issues of older adults health-wise, but we're finding that isolation is just such a big concern. Just staying connected to community is a huge part of what being connected with an agency like a lifelong can do for folks. And it seems to me then, by having that connection, will that help to counteract this really huge, like a discrepancy that we have that so many people of color are the ones who have, are the ones with the new HIV cases? Well, we're absolutely hoping so, and we are partnering with other agencies that are doing work and reaching out uh, to these communities um, and just really trying to get the information out about getting tested um, and how important it is to know your status and what the benefits of uh, finding out your status and then either getting uh, PrEP to avoid uh, getting HIV in the future or taking medications to get an undetectable viral load. Um, these, are, these are out there, they're available, um, and we can help folks pay for them and get uh, insurance coverage. Also perfect. So how do people find you? 
people who need well, your services, how do they find you? Well, you can call uh, 206-957-1600 um, and ask there during business hours or check out our website at lifelong.org. And so it are there other ways that people are reaching out that um, – just to get that, so we're having this conversation, but that doesn't mean that people who really need to hear this message um, are in great need of it would hear it. How do we get to them? Uh, well, that is the question, right? <laughs> so we do uh, many, many events um, where we table or do testing, depending, um, and we're really just trying to... Uh, work with like doctor's offices or places where PrEP might be prescribed and get the information both to the doctors and um, the folks about our services and what we can provide and what's out there to help people. Um, But yeah, getting the message out is incredibly important um, that, you know, there are, there are, there have been innovations. There's still a lot of, sense that, uh, that about you have to take so many medications, all, all of this, um, and that it's such a burden. But now it's really one pill once a day, both for PrEP and for uh, the ARTs, which are the medications that treat HIV and keep it uh, undetectable. That is just amazing, isn't it? It's um, so amazing when you think about the ride uh, that we've been through um, as a community trying to um, sort of get things that people need to them. It's, it's incredible that we're at a point where it seems like all the tools are in place in terms of the medications and the science. Um, and now it really is about getting the word out and um, getting it to the right communities. Yes. And that's what we want to do. So hopefully at least one piece of it, maybe someone hearing this has a connection or a secondary connection to someone who could use this information and just say, hey, you know, you don't have to struggle like this. There really is great help. Just contact Lifelong. Absolutely. And I would also say... uh, don't assume when you see your doctor and you get blood tests that you're getting an HIV test. You really do need to ask for it if you think you are at risk. So, yes, some very clear questions that need to be asked. Yeah, so, um, you know, HIV tests are sort of uh, specialties. So if your doctor is giving you one, they're going to ask you first. So if they haven't, that means that you're probably not, you haven't had one. So you do need to ask. So is there then, in asking, is that where there, a person might feel the stigma like, oh, no, I don't want them, kind of yeah, has... absolutely. Really, yeah. But to have to ask is, uh, in some cases, can make someone feel like um, they're disclosing something uh, about their concerned about their risk and that's that stigma plays such a big part in people even wanting to get tested let alone 
get treatment ongoing. So here's the thing, you know, in the past, maybe even still now, but in the past, uh, AIDS and HIV were considered that gay disease, right? Mm-hmm. So you would think we've progressed. We have, I, I think we have, much more acceptance, much more understanding, much more, what, just friendship, but maybe not. Yeah, Um so I teach a class called Understanding AIDS, and um, uh, one of the things that we talk about in the class is about, you know, the messaging that students have had around HIV, and uh, it is still so common for people to say that the only one of the only things that they've heard is that it is a gay disease, and I think this is a huge barrier because uh, it has the message is getting largely to the gay community, to LGBTQ um, folks. It is uh, rising in other communities, right? Um, yes. And, and uh, so, and and part of this is people don't even think, and doctors don't always even think when they're trying to rule out what's going on with somebody's health. They may not even think to ask or test them for HIV. So it. It's everywhere. So, Warren, what you're saying is that we really need to be clear, upfront, you know, just just be honest and specify what we want when we have our doctor visit. Absolutely. Um, you know, so much of our health care uh, needs to be guided by us. We need to take charge. And one of the things that we need to do is get regular testing and know our status. Exactly. And just, I mean, it's, we, we need to think about what is the best for us, you know, push aside any kind of that, those stigmas, like forget about them. <laughs> is that being too uh, Pollyannish is to say, just push them out of the way. Think about yeah. yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you go in to see your doctor, you want to make sure that you're thinking about your own best health, right? Yes. Um, and part of uh, the advocacy around HIV and AIDS is what le- led to uh, HIPAA and confidentiality laws and patient-driven care. Um, you know, prior to this time period, um, family members could drive someone's health care and not even necessarily tell them exactly what the tests were saying they had. Um, and this is still happens in other countries, uh, HIV advocacy really led to uh, what healthcare is provided is really driven by the patient. And they also drive who else knows and knows what and how it's communicated. So it maybe it's challenging to, to be this self-advocate. So in those kinds of cases, lifelong is right there to to be a partner to really uh, walk us walk side by side. Absolutely. So we, our case managers, um, will actually go to appointments um, when it's needed with folks, or do some you know some translation uh, from what the doctors and the medical staff are saying. Um, 
and really help people understand what's happening um, and how they can best contribute to a healthy life. So critically important. And -hmm. particularly when we are seeing that where these case HIV cases are continuing to rise when there isn't really a medical reason for it, that it's more societal, right? Yeah, absolutely. And getting the right information to the right folks um, is key. And, you know, our country has a history of um, of some uh, violations of trust in the medical field. So um, it's not surprising uh, that people would sort of question this information. But we want people to have all of the facts that we can. And I think, you know, being an organization that's a community organization, we want to say, like, that makes sense, and we need to also take care of ourselves. Right. Your life matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Each... Your health matters. We want people yeah. to have healthy lives. So, you know, the earlier uh, HIV is diagnosed and treated, the better the outcomes in every way, um, including having an undetectable viral load and not being able to pass it on to partners through sex. This is incredibly important and, frankly, liberating news for folks um, where so much of the stigma is around uh, that fear of transmission, right? right? So being able to remove that through treatment is, is like, frankly, it's a miracle, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. We would never have thought that's where things were going uh, when the first medications came out in uh, the 90s. Right. It, it, it is really astounding. And yeah, it, yeah I, miracle's a good word. <laughs> I mean, it really, it just it, it's just been uh, the way that that can make someone feel like this burden that they've been carrying is... Uh, release is is just amazing. Yes. And that burden, if we could envision, it's like this 40-pound backpack you're, <sighs> and and you're walking up the mountain with this thing. And you yeah, and then you can just drop it. Forget about it. How liberating is that? Absolutely. Right. And you do it through taking care of your own health. Um you will <laughs> be that much healthier plus you're keeping other folks healthy as well. Exactly. Wow, Warren, this is just uh, really so great, really important information. Uh, The work that happens at Lifelong is is truly uh, invaluable. Actually, how many people would you say, how many clients might come through your doors each year? Oh, uh, we have over, we we serve over 2,000 folks every year. And, and probably it could be more, though, could it? It could very yeah. well yeah. Um, with all of our programs. Uh, that is for uh, case management and prevention. Yes. And so the thing is, we've talked about how 
the services are so incredible, so important and life-giving. Uh, we, we touched on volunteering. That's really critical, supporting this work, because it is, it's all of us in this together. It's really com- community work. So let's tell people how they can get involved, support in person or financially. How do we do that? Start by going to the website. It's lifelong.org, and um, there are instructions for uh, getting information to volunteer, to donate, um, to learn more, which is important, too, and to get services for yourself or someone that you know that you care about. And then you find out about all the different kind of events that are going on in the community. Of course, this is a a big weekend, Pride weekend. But uh, as we go forward, uh, I think the next big thing that I saw coming up, but it might be something else, is Dining Out for Life in September. Absolutely. And we're very excited about uh, this year because, uh, you know, last year everything was um, done remotely. And so... uh, People can get out and get meals, and we're super excited. And really celebrate. Celebrate life. Yeah. And then December 1st is World AIDS Day, um, and there's always a lot going on with that, too. So check out our website. Super terrific. Well, Warren Lai, this has been such a, a great time uh, connecting with you, getting out this invaluable information. You do such... Uh, important and life-giving work. So thank you for all you do, and thanks for your time this morning. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.